You're listening to the Total Party Kill podcast in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 81, posted June 2016. Ghouls Night! So, um, uh, you guys have spent some time, you've healed, and you've uh, kind of collected your... Your uh, your thoughts and you're uh, you're hanging out in a tomb as you do. Um, everyone's healed up. All our encounter powers are back in business. Right, encounter powers are back. Mm-hmm. Um, tomb doesn't smell. I would great. like to go investigate this blood trail to the south. Okay. Um, I just I I'm gonna I, I just want to go take a look at it. Does it look like human blood? Uh it you know it's it's hard to tell what it's 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 old. Um, but there's a lot of blood uh on the floor to the south of this chamber. Uh, it looks like it may have been drained from creatures because there's, it doesn't look like there was like a body dragged through here or anything. Um, and there is in fact, um, painted in blood, pre- presumably from the same source of blood, a rather large sigil on the, uh, the stone double doors to the south of you. Uh, the sigil looks like a skull with a dagger through it. Uh, Ooh, I like daggers. Painted in blood. It's quite large. Oh, more hobo code. Mm -hmm. This is not, do you you want to, uh, Alestrian, this is not hobo code that you're familiar with. Really? Unless there is a large skull with a dagger through it inside that room. It seems like it's hard to misinterpret that. (laughs) Hobo code or no. This is somebody planning their awesome tattoo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is more of a sketchbook. Can I roll a dungeoneering check or like a, a history check or a religion check to see what that is? Which one would you like to roll? Um, well, Dungeoneering is my best. Start with that. All right. 16. What is it? This is, it, this does not seem like your normal, uh, dungeon, uh, decor, decor. Uh, Remember though, we're down here in search of a religious shrine, so maybe that might be a more appropriate check. I know a lot about but, religion. And I'll even tell you, this does not look like, uh, any, you know, you, you are, you, you have been told that you're in the tombs, uh, and that there is a shrine to Jerigal, who is, uh, the exarch of burial and, uh, and, and those kinds of things. Uh, I'll tell you that this is not his, not a symbol that you would see connected to him. Uh, he's definitely into kind of lots of, uh, skulls and scro- scrolls and kind of goth motifs, but he is not into, uh, skulls with daggers through them. That seems a little, little too much like a, a little too much biker gang, not enough, uh, uh, careful records of where the dead have been entombed. Seems like we should go the other way then. So could I um could, I'm I'm also curious about the sarcophagi and the statues. Mm-hmm. Uh could I um try to understand a little bit more about the room that we're in by sure. rolling something I'm not terrible at? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> can I could I could I try something like insight or religion to get a, a sense of this? I, insight will not help you unless you are talking to somebody. I could talk to one of the statues or one of the Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that will religion. That will give can you I, a lot of insight into oh, yourself. Statue law. <laughs> can I try religion? <laughs> sure. Ooh, 24. All right. So Peter surveys the, uh, the tomb. Um, there are a variety of, um, uh, sigils and iconography of many of the, you know, what we normally considered the good gods in Waterdeep, uh, throughout this room that you notice have been kind of, uh, def- defaced or destroyed oh. or removed. Shameful. Um, how rude. And so you think that this was probably until sometime recently in its history, just a tomb where many people, uh, you know, perhaps, 
Uh, it's unclear if it's, you know, it's, probably you have to have some manner of wealth to, in order to be uh, laid to rest in a tomb. Um, but, you know, the, the citizens of Waterdeep for generations would have been entombed here and, and rested peacefully. And something strange seems to have happened here recently where there are, in fact, uh, things have been defaced. And, you know, it is unusual for a, a tomb to have zombies wandering around it. They're supposed mm. to be sleeping. Is that kind of defiling the sort of thing one would do if one were trying to raise the dead deliberately? It seems like they would be related, yes. Can I look at this uh, weird sigil and use my vast stores of religious knowledge? Sure. I don't have any knowledge, so I'm not going to roll anything. Unless I see something shiny. Mm, I have a total of 26. Um, you know what? Uh, Monty, what? Uh, or Melek, as you're sometimes known. Um, <laughs> Indeed. You recognize that that is the personal symbol um, that some vampire clans use. And oh, in fact, right. the vampire guy, Dan, you think uh, that the, the fact that it's painted in blood on this doorway um, <laughs> might be significant in some way. Hmm. All right. So, guys, uh, so I guess this blood on the floor, it was on the floor longer than five seconds. They didn't feel like they should drink it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, vampires do many things with blood, Alestra, and it's very important to them. It's not just a source of food, you see. It uh, they it also, also write fuels with it. Cars. Here we go again. Play games. Um, Let's... Yeah, so, they use uh, it as a crude bartering system. So more about vampires. Uh, it's a highly inefficient biofuel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should. I don't really want to say that we should go after vampires, but maybe maybe that's what we're doing already. But there's another door that has no blood. Why don't we look at that door? That that looks like a much friendlier door, don't mm. you think, guys? Huh? The other door looks much friendlier. Hey, um. <laughs> Does anybody see, like, a black bar in front of the other door, however? Or is that just a bug in roll 20? Uh, it that may, like that, that. Hold on, hold on. That's <laughs> probably no just a shadow. So, a tripwire. Oh, tripwire. There it is. It's gone. I may not have huh. totally revealed the map. Everything's great. Pay no attention to any shadows. Well, it's all much clearer now that that the tiny shadows strip are your friends. Um, so the uh, can there's we make a, sure that that's not like a trap accidentally? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You study the area and feel like there is zero traps here. Trust me, I'm a dungeon master. I would never lie to deceive you. Um, uh, do any of the uh, sarcophagi or whatever those are look like they've been jimmied open or? Pushed you open would, from inside? You would say that many of them look like they have been disturbed. Are, are any of them ajar? Yeah. Do they appear to be empty? Uh, they do appear to be empty. Okay. I think their contents just tried to take a bite out of me. Well, there may be, you know, vampires need a place to take a nap, so... Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if... Well, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, Undermountain's vampires don't follow those kind of tropes, but... <laughs> so passe napping in a sarcophagus <laughs> it's so last century they're in the under under mountain i'm not sure they care whether they have to see, you know they, they aren't trying to avoid seeing the sun because the sun right. doesn't make its way down here mm -hmm. and they're in the tombs too do they need to really like double tomb it by being inside a sarcophagus <laughs> inside tomb. A tomb? you can never Come be on. too safe when you're a vampire <laughs> it's overkill it's true the sarcophagus might be moved. the sun could possibly you know get down here Mirrors. Haven't you seen Real Genius? Well, do we do we want to? Uh, can somebody who's perceptive maybe look at the statues and see if there's anything relevant there? Yeah, I can. I can do that. I hate statues. Why do it have to be statues? I'll statues examine this statue to the north. Okay, so Kay and Alestrin, why don't you give me some quick perception checks? You got it. Mine's only a fourteen. 
looks like a statue to you, Lester. <laughs> makes you feel uncomfortable. Guys, this looks like a statue. Get away from it, for the love of God. 28. <laughs> well, the All base right. isn't trying to chop my feet off, so that's a good sign. Kay, you spent some time studying the statues. Um, they seem to be kind of uh, generic statues of... Uh, of, of warriors and in, in kind of a protective defensive stance, uh, I they still seem to don't be. Trust them. In you know, you do not see any moving parts or magical runes or hinges or gears or anything that leads you to suspect that they would kill you in your sleep. Any there. piles of severed feet nearby? They appear to just be statues placed here for decorational effect, or by a cruel dungeon master who wishes you to be uneasy about statues every Perhaps time you see both. a statue. Yeah, I'm definitely uneasy about these statues, guys. But it doesn't look like they're going to kill us. Yeah. Maybe we should drag one over on top of the trap door so people can't come up behind us. But so alligators can't climb. Acrid's going to want to join us at some what point, I would Acrid? hope. But what about that dragon guy? All right. It seems rather rude to send hobo code pointing up to a trap door with a statue <laughs> on top of it. All right, all right. <laughs> That's not the adventurer's way. Well, so, so should we check out uh, to the west then? Or do people want to rummage more through the sarcophagi just in case? I don't case? think we should be rummaging through the sarcophagi. Uh, do we feel a sense of urgency about finding this dude? Yeah, I feel like if we're looking for somebody, maybe we should find him sooner than later. But I also don't like going through doors that are covered in blood. So I think I have to vote so for So let's go through the door. Well, let's at least look to see what's in the room to the west. Wait, which way is, All right. which way is north? North is up. Yes, there are no doors. The enemy, north. the enemy gate is down. Nope. Yeah, there's no door up. Your your doors are north, or, or your doors are south and west. Use compass. South and west. Yes. <laughs> south and west. It works. Oh, um, hey, look at that. that exits are unknown. <laughs> Sorry, I just had some kind of flashback. <laughs> it's a reverse compass. <laughs> so, uh, you I'm know, all about compasses. The uh, the doors to the west. I, I prepared lengthy descriptions of doors because all you people do is look at doors. Uh, I build entire <laughs> labyrinths out of blood, sweat, and imagination, and you guys are like, "Tell us more about the doors." Is this a good yep. choke point? Can we stand here and fight everybody here? Um, the doors to the west are inlaid with uh, various protective symbols and icons uh, related to uh, hoping that the death the dead will rest peacefully. Um, they have been oh, nice job, scuffed, guys. scuffed up and carved and defaced. Um, and it, this door looks particularly ornate and you suspect that this is the, uh, the exit from the tombs into the rest of Undermountain. And if you had, if you had tried to get to the tombs, uh, through, uh, the yawning portal, you would have had to fight your way across much of Undermountain and then enter the tombs here. Is there uh, any way we so can restore there. some of this symbology in order to, I, I don't know if there's any protective nature to what's on the doors, but... I, you know, if Preter and Rizwin wanted to spend a couple minutes, they could probably uh, do some basic rituals and try and keep this place a little, uh, you know, purified, a little bit better. Uh, there is still, you know, sure. there is a rather large sigil yeah. painted in blood on the door to the south that is really kind of just taking the tone of the room down a whole, a whole couple notches. Can I just wash that off or something? <laughs> do you want to try? Hang on. Uh, Before we touch it, I would like to use my vast arcana knowledge to see what sort of effect that might have. Yeah, it's a good idea. Let me let me let Melik do that. That sounds like a great idea. Might be a religion aspect to that too. Uh, well, Where do you start with arcana? Religion on it. Yeah, start with arcana. Twenty-eight. Melik, uh, you go over to study it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you, 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 you look at it and, you know, in addition to the, the fact that there is a skull with a dagger through its head painted in blood on the doors, <laughs> there's Not also, there's sure. some, there's some runes and there's some magic laid into it. And you recognize it that it's some kind of ward, uh, warding spell. And, but you recognize it 
just as the blood begins to swirl and change shape. Uh-oh. That Suddenly, my careful good. study has revealed that it is totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Melek, you are suddenly face-to-face uh, with, he looks like a, a, a human creature, uh, slick back hair, uh, okay. rather pointy, pronounced uh, front teeth, um, who is just kind of staring at you. His His face appears kind of just made out of blood on the door. Uh, huh. And he seems somewhat surprised to see you. Oh. What, what's that? Melek, you okay? Peter, we need to get one of these for the rumpus room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, all right. Visitors. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I hate him already. Oh, things have, it's Count McConaughey. I am, I'm, I'm glad to see you. Things have been ever so quiet the last few weeks. Uh, I feel obligated to inform you. Uh, I, I, I am the vampire lord, Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, and you are trespassing on my territory. So I suggest uh, you you all scamper off uh, before I catch you. Uh, because if I do, the punishment will be death. Uh, or if I am feeling particularly generous, death uh, followed by undeath. Ask him about Brother Bartleby. And Umbrus. Vampire Dan, are you a recording? Is this one of those robo-warnings I've heard so much about? Look, I've, I've got a lot of delicate work to take care of here, so please uh, see yourself out. Uh, there won't be a second warning. It's a recording. What kind yeah. of name is Diane for a vampire? The uh, the blood Probably swirls back into the shape of a uh, a skull with a dagger through it. He hung up. I got his message. <laughs> I got his answering machine. <laughs> so if he looks at it again, do we get the same message? Yeah, let's find out. It doesn't seem to respond uh, to your presence this time. One and done. Mm-hmm. Not a, not the greatest spell for a vampire. Hmm. Do I think that's all it does? You think that it probably has alerted uh, somebody in Undermountain to your presence here. Mm, well. That is traditionally what a ward, a warding spell would do. All right. You might want to see if we can wipe it off anyway in case they can see us. Sure. Via yeah. that. that it's yeah, possible. But is there a zombie shirt handy that's not totally disgusting? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that red shirt guy had, that shirt was pretty intact. All right, I'll get one of those and then I rolled- try to wipe it off. Okay. Oh. And while he's doing that, can Rizwin and I do our little ritual yeah. too? So yeah. you guys, you do what you can to uh, restore order to the uh, the tomb. Maybe you, uh, maybe you even put put some zombie remains back into the uh, the sarcophagi and the shelves and whatnot. Because um, there were no kilns available. Oh wait, wrong adventure. <laughs> Next best thing. So you know, it's you, you spend some time and and uh, Melek uh, does some magic and just some some elbow grease and is able to remove the uh, the skull and dagger sigil from the the, the door. Um, but you feel a little less uh, safe hanging out in this tomb than you did a few minutes ago. Hmm. So we have to go through the bloody door after all. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Well, at least eventually. I, I think that may be what's happening. <sighs> okay. Should we peek into the other room before we move on, just in case there's something in there that might be at our tails if we go south? I thought that's where we would have come in had we come in through the normal tunnels. Oh, that could mm-hmm. be... Yeah, this is clearly the showpiece uh, mm-hmm. tomb. That's like this was the you would go, you would enter here and say, "Oh, this is so nice. This is going to be a great place for Uncle Larry." Mm-hmm. And then you continue mm-hmm. on to the rest of the tombs. Should we block up that door mm-hmm. just in case there's something out there? Uh, the one we would have come in, yeah, like this one right here. Yeah, um, we could. Do you think that's necessary? Well, I don't know what might be out there. Do you want to peek out that door, Alestrin? Uh, let's not. Let's check it for traps real fast before we do okay. anything else with it. 
The door appears untrapped. Hmm. Oh, didn't even need to roll. I'm just, I'm just trying to move us along. <laughs> I guess we're going through that door. Alestrian, you peek out through that door. Uh, there's a long hallway leading uh, back into Undermountain. That hallway is flanked by statues, as far as mm. the eye can see. No! Close it, close it, close it, close it. All right, I close it quickly. And so you do. Is there any way I can shove one of these sarcophagi against the door, or does it open they the seem, other way? They seem pretty, uh, pretty well attached to the, uh, to the, to the, the floor of the tomb. Bummer, no, I guess it's time for us to analyze that door to the south. I feel right. like this is where Let's we need to go. I get the sense mm-hmm. we're meant to go that direction. <laughs> the blood on the ground reconfigures itself to a giant arrow pointing to the door. <laughs> cla- cla- classic hobo code. More hobo code. Yeah. All right. So, um, you you know, there's still the, the door is heavily bloodstained, but there's no longer a, uh, a visible sigil. Um, but you do you probably you have that feeling that you're being watched. Um, it's not not a great feeling to have when you're hanging out in a tomb. Um, By we, the statues? <laughs> well, it's unclear. Maybe but it's sacred. Maybe it's sacred. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just. Maybe he's beyond that door and needs and needs help. So, um, well, I'm going to take. Let's I'm do just it. Gonna, um, so we're gonna we're gonna have you. Uh, you're gonna peek through that door, um, and I'm just gonna move you to the next map if that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exciting. New map. So, uh, the room beyond, uh, it's dark, and you can just make out. I think some of you might have low-light vision or the ability to cast light. Uh, you can see that there is a rather large uh, square-shaped tomb uh, room beyond. Uh, this one definitely seems a little less decorative than the one that you you, uh, you popped out in. Uh, there's a Told variety you. of just kind of wooden coffins scattered around. Uh, you can see just oh, within uh, this is Field. view of the door. It's the bargain room. Um, and you know what? You think you might have seen some movement in the shadows. Um, I would recommend somebody who's got a little more uh, hand-to-hand power step in front of me here. So. Um, I place people in kind of an arbitrary order by the front of the door there. I don't know if people want to rearrange themselves. Yeah, somebody with some the hand-to-hand hand power should probably step in front of me. I can step in front of you. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I, have, oh, is, uh, is every, oh. I have some some fun turning undead powers anyway that I'm probably going to get to use during this encounter, too. Is this the used tombs section of the, uh, is this where Stan <laughs> sells his, his coffins? Qual- quality reference acknowledged. Um, <laughs> um, Malik, how'd you do? What's that? Did you roll initiative, Malik? Oh, um, sure I did. I got a six. <laughs> I got a ten. I got a rock. Uh, <laughs> I got close to a rock. I got a nine. I got a twenty. I got 19. So, uh, you <laughs> proceed into the, uh, the next area of the tombs. Uh, it's dark. It smells awful. Uh, there's some, uh, the, the floor is noticeably just kind of dirty and filthier here. There's several coffins, uh, scattered about just within view of you. Um, a Lestrian, I believe, uh, you, you know, you're, you're aware. I think you're all aware of some movement. And so you, uh, you prepare yourselves for, uh, what might happen. Uh, a Lestrian, uh, I'm going to let you go, uh, you go first. Okay. So right now I'm assuming, I don't know if anyone has used any kind of light source, so I just, I've only kind of revealed part of the map uh, near the doorway. Well, I do have whatever elven vision gets you in 4E. I have dwarven vision. I think I still have that torch that I have had. Well, then elven vision doesn't do me much good, I think. I was using my orb to glow dramatically when we were searching that alligator tunnel. And so you use the... 
your your Peter uh, waves his torch around. Alestrin uh, makes his orb continue to glow, mm. and you're suddenly aware that there are several creatures in this room with you. Oh, uh, what do they look like? These, you know, there, there's some similarities um, to 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 zombies. Um, these are certainly creatures that are uh, past death and then back again. Um, they look like they're carrying grill forks. They're all kind of like. Uh, the, 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 I thought they were wrenches. Emaciated, undead creatures. They're all hunched over, um, and several of them appear to be eating corpses. Um, mm. They all have a, a good deal of just kind of gore and bones, and Ghouls. they're all clutching uh, various remains. And they look up at you, mm. and their red eyes uh, just look horrifying, and they kind of scream and gurgle and rush in your direction. Mm. They appear substantially mm. tougher than... Uh... They Our garden variety zombies, I would they, assume. Yeah, and in fact, Alestrin, perhaps you would recognize a ghoul. Um, they seem suspiciously uh, much tougher than the, the creatures. Uh, also, the, you, you know, they kind of lurch right into action. They seem a lot faster than the uh, the creatures you just faced as well. Very shambly. Hmm. Uh-oh. All right. Go get him, Peter. So I will go ahead and make this fellow to the south my quarry. And I'm going to fire off a two-fanged strike in which I shoot two arrows at the same dude and attempt to cause extra pain in so doing. So the first arrow rolls off the table. The second arrow rolls off the table. This is a very (laughs) bouncy table. Okay, the first arrow is a... uh, Let's see. I don't have a prime shot, so... That's a 16 versus AC. That ghoul just scampers across the ground toward you, and that 16 does not hit. Okay, I will... um, Elven accuracy? Use my elven accuracy. Okay. To take another shot at that. And that is a 27 versus AC. Okay, so the ghoul dodges the first shot, and Alestrin immediately gets another arrow ready and lets it loose, and that connects. Tell me about damage. That will do... 12 damage. Noted. Okay. And the second shot. Oh, was a 20, and then it hit the table, and or hit the character sheet and turned into a 2, so that's an 11. Ooh. Did you want to use your, uh, do you have like some ricochet pot shot power also? I'm not sure if I want to use that just yet. Okay. Because that only gets another enemy. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, what the heck. No time like the present, right? So I missed with that, and thusly... Oh, you know what? I did not add my quarry uh, damage to that first guy. Oh, what's that? So next let me, let me do or that. Something? That's a three. Got it. All right, so uh, the arrow that I shot that missed that guy ricochets off of something and heads towards this guy to the right. Okay. And... Um, that's a ranged basic, I guess, which is a 21 versus AC. Okay, you, you catch him right in the throat. He makes kind of a gurgling noise. It sounds like this. That's a hairball. I've heard those many times before. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Okay. So, so did uh, you tell me about damage? I'm doing it right now. That is a 10 damage. Okay. Flessa, I believe you're next. Okay. Well, they're all kind of far away. I think what I'm going to do is I have a fancy new magic weapon. Mm -hmm. And 
It is called a gambler's dagger. And before I make an attack roll as a free action, I can roll a d6 and subtract three, and that result is either a power bonus or penalty to my attack roll. So so I am going to try to throw at the uh, the only one that I can probably see super clearly from where I am, I guess. They're probably about the same distance away. But the one straight down that uh, that Alestrian was just attacking. So I'm going to roll an actual die. Hey, I rolled a six. Minus three is a plus three, which will nicely more than cancel out the minus two I have for throwing so far away. So that is exciting. Uh, I don't have that written into my macro, though, for my Sly Flourish, so we're just going to have to add one. So that's actually a 23 to hit, and it's versus AC. Sure. So you you hit a ghoul handily with your gambler's dagger. Which uh, ghoul were you trying to hit? The one that's basically straight south from where we are. Okay. And that is 10 damage. I believe you actually do sneak attack damage, too, because uh, he has not gone yet. <gasps> oh, my goodness. All right, then let's, uh, I'll just make it easy and ignore the to hit roll. Let's see. So eight plus five is a 13 sneak attack damage. Okay. Wow. Okay. That ghoul is, uh, bloodied. Yay. These guys are pretty strong then. Mm. So they've taken a fair amount of damage. Not minions. And we're only at slightly more right. than half or some amount more than half. Yep. That is scary. I am reading my encounter and daily powers closely now. Uh, I'm good where I am then, though, where, I, where I'm standing in the back here. So I'm just going to stay put and say that's it for my turn. Um, Steve, I forgot to give you the chance to move if you wanted to, because I realize you guys are all just, you know, I'm clust- actually pretty clustered happy. together. <laughs> I'm actually pretty happy squished back behind all these uh, thick bodies in front of me here. So. Okay. Here, here. <laughs> Hey, who are you calling thick? <laughs> a dwarf? Probably well, me. Thicker than me. I'm willowy. <laughs> okay, so I believe uh, the the ghouls are next. Um, I will Did tell they get, you. They get to go ahead of me. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. They, Tony, uh, actually, the you know runner? what? I'll, Peter, I'll let you go first. I'm, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a generous Tony. What a guy, <laughs> Tony. Could you update the turn order because we can't see it? Oh, I'm sorry. Does Does that look right now? Do you see? You guys see your stuff? Mm-hmm. You see the ghouls yeah. there? Yes. All right, and we're at turn Peter. Glorious. Yep. Peter, I, I gave you a 20 just so you'd be in front of the ghouls. Thanks. I, I know you're actually a 19, but you're a 20 yeah. in my heart. In your heart, <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> so, uh, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm going to come over here. So and you're just going to rush rush in? Yeah. That's what I do, man. Uh, and I am going to um, uh, strike this guy with my uh, righteous smite that I have. Okay. Or my virtuous smite. Does righteous smite do uh, some kind of radiant damage? Out of curiosity. So this is the, my virtuous my virtuous strike, which is which is what I stand stand to do. My uh, my damage is radiant. Yes. Okay. Paladins rush in where rangers fear to tread. That's that's a twenty well versus AC, <laughs> and then it's eight radiant damage. All right. Now I will tell you, uh, you as you swipe at this ghoul with uh, radiant damage. It looks like it does a lot more than eight. It looks like these creatures are vulnerable to radiant, which means they take five additional damage whenever you hit them Bitchin'. with with radiant. So you think that the, the I was thinking four or five. So that's good five. Yeah, like, you, you know, if you wanted to put a number on it, you feel like you just did thirteen damage right. to that that ghoul. That's right. I'm good with radiant damage. Um, that's what I, will, I do. You know what? That that ghoul, he he makes a sound like this. Oh, Yikes. man, you're gonna have to get the plunger. <laughs> Does not yeah. like radiant damage. That is for no. sure. Yeah, I don't. Can, has, can anyone identify the incomparable panelist that that sounds like? <laughs> can we hear it again? Uh, <laughs> here, we'll, we'll we'll give you another one. <laughs> is that Dan? Is that Glenn? 
<laughs> all answers are wrong. Um, all right, P- Peter. Anything else? Uh, um, hmm. Do I have uh, Do I have two action points now? I didn't take one mm-hmm. the last time. Uh, yes, probably. I think I think yes, probably. Then. All right. Well, then I'm going to use an action point, and I will just attack this guy again. Do it. Eighteen versus AC. Uh, that is just enough. Ouch. Uh, 12 radiant damage. Uh, so that's actually going to be 17. Okay. Walloping that guy. All right. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. It's time for team ghoul. Ghoul time. (laughs) Ghoul's night. Um, now the first thing you notice is that have two buttholes. (laughs) Ghoul's night. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> the ghoul to the uh the south uh that you managed to pump a, a lot of damage in he seems to be standing on some kind of uh sigil on the floor I noticed uh, that, that kind of pulses with energy um and in fact he seems healthier Ooh. he is not bloodied anymore double wow. weak but i just did all that work it looks like through the power of magic it has been undone Darn it, magic. Um, magic is always ruining mm-hmm. my fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Does, it, does he look entirely healthy or just somewhat more healthy? He looks substantially more healthy. Cats. All right. So, uh, Peter, let's start with you because you have you have placed yourself in a situation. Uh, <laughs> Indeed I have. That is a situation where there are two ghouls right next to you. Yep. Uh, and they're going to start out with um, – they're going to try and use uh, a ravenous bite on you. Okay. Um. So, uh, let's see. I guess they're hungry. They are, they, they are hungry. Mm. So here's the first one. This is uh, all attacks in this fight are versus AC. So 20 versus AC. That's no good. That's, that's unfortunate for them. So he just he tries to like just tear a chunk of your arm out because this, this ghoul just looks so hungry, so very hungry. And he probably just, he probably just walks away with a, a mouthful of chain mail or fabric or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should get these guys sandwiches. But his friend, yeah, these guys, you know, I, we can tell you more about the, the history of ghouls and how sandwiches really could have helped them out in their, you know, previous <laughs> life. Uh, the second ghoul is hoping that maybe you're a little distracted by that, and he lunges at you, but also does a 20 versus AC, which is not not going to do it, I guess, I, I assume. That's right. Yeah, My right. AC is still higher than that. Yeah, still has, remains unchanged. Yep. All right. Now, Rizwin... You are somewhat startled as this ghoul just lopes across the the ground quite quickly to close with you. Ah. Um, and is going to try and just take a bite out of you. Uh, 16 versus AC? Uh, nope. All right. Well, this one seems unsure about what he should do. And he is going to decide he's going to just bolt across there. He, he like, just leaps across one of these coffins that's lying on the ground here. And he flanks Peter. There's now three ghouls uh, up around Peter Dragonforge, who's kind of off on his own in the middle of the room where, while everybody else is clustered in the doorway. Uh, he is going to try and take a bite out of you. Um, he is flanking. And he rolls a 31 versus AC. Ouch. Yeah, that, that'll hit. <laughs> that'll hit. That's great. Great news for ghouls. Um... So now I get to do, um, I never do this. So they do damage. So he takes a bite out of you. This, this feels not great, Peter. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, did I do that right? 
Well, I rolled very low, so that's good. Um, you take 12 damage as he just tears a chunk out of your back, and it throbs. You, you're going to take five ongoing damage uh, because a ghoul has just, just taken a bite out of bite out of Bahamut. Is this a particular type of damage, Tony? Ghoul damage. Ghoul damage. Ghoul right. damage. Uh, it, is, it is not of a particular type. Uh, okay. I mean, it feels really bad. All righty. No, w- w- why not? What is what does that ghoul sound like as he's doing? As he's just tearing, tearing flesh out of Peter Dragonforge. I think it sounds a little bit like this. He's chewing. He's chewing. Oh, poor Peter. It's like being there. All right. Um. So I think Rizwin, we are up to you. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't get bitten. Sucks that Peter did. We're gonna have to fix that later. You did not. There you are you are face to face with a ravenous undead monster, so I am. That's exciting. I am, and I'm not close enough to all of them that I want to use my turn undead power. Probably not. So I think what I might do is let's see. Uh yeah. So I think what I am going to do. Hmm. So radiant damage does a lot more damage regularly, right? Yep. Five more, but just by default. Well, Solinor's Hammer actually does more damage. But Solinor's Hammer, sadly, is not radiant damage. It's just regular damage. It's divine damage. Um, But let's see. Solinor's Hammer! I'm going to smash this guy in the face. Uh, plus nine. Okay. Roll 20 is very slow to roll. It likes to take his time. Get it right. Very slow to roll. I hit a crit. It's a 29. Well, um, well, it is a crit. So is that max damage? I don't have to check if you hit because you automatically hit. Sweet. On a tw- uh, so if that's yep. m- it's max damage. And I believe because you now have a fancy da- uh, uh, hammer, right? I do. It does additional on top of that. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, 2d6 plus 7 damage. Um. So that's 12, 19 damage total. Oh. Um, and then let's see. The next attack the target makes. Plus probably an additional d6, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, I'll take it, but I don't see that said there. Um, if you look on, you probably have the hammer is on the last Should page. Should I roll an extra d6? Yeah, roll an extra d6. Uh, well, yeah, do a d6. It's your max damage, which you just said that number, and then plus 1d6. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, plus 1d6 thunder damage. Because everyone got new magic weapons. So magic weapons are new to what people have in this level. Sweet. Roll 1d6. Magical. Uh, plus 5. So that's 24 so what was the, what damage. Was the total? And it's, the total is 24. That's a lot of damage. And so, um, yeah. And so uh, also... Right. So you wallop that goal. And that, that target, the next attack they make before the end of my turn, takes a penalty to the damage roll equal to my charisma modifier, which is plus two. So they, they get minus two to their, their attack roll. Okay, I'll put a little symbol on him that means that we'll, we will all totally interpret later as as a penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to move? Are you happy where you are? Um, so that was, my, that was my... I'm happy where I am. That was my standard action. Uh, do I have a minor action I want to take? Um, I'm going to cast... Tony, what kind of an action does a skill check take? I usually let people do skill checks as free actions. I'm just, uh, I'm wondering about the, Um, uh, possibility that that sigil down there might cure us as well. (laughs) Seems unlikely. 
different no. different types of biology. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and try it, Alestrin. So, Rizwin, did you want to... Just wanna... because this is a not good fight, I'm actually... Gonna... Well, I thought an Arcana check might tell us something I'm gonna about use... it. Is, uh, is Peter within a burst five? Uh, yep, totally. Yep. Yep. Totally. Burst five's really big. Great. I am, I am going to cast Shield of Faith. Uh, and so everybody gets t- plus two to AC until the end of the encounter. There's your burst five. Okay. Sweet. That's very large. Plus Did everyone hear that? Uh, AC? Everybody, gets, everybody gets plus two to AC. Is that a daily power? That is a daily power. Okay. All right. And that is the end of my turn. Okay, cool. Kay, I think you're up next. Okay. Uh... Yep, that's you. What, are you adding letters now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to take a step forward. And um, Kay really doesn't like all of those ghouls surrounding Peter. It's not 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 really her style to let. Them I don't go. like them either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. All right, they're very bad. It's nice when party members are in agreement like this. So Tony, I have a DM question for you. If I yeah. if I've got uh, one or two tar- uh, creatures in the burst. Can I target that those one or two creatures are in fact enemies and not just like one or two random creatures that may? Yeah, if it's Peter? if it's one or two, it's it's your choice. If it's each creature, you don't have a yes. choice. All right, sounds like a plan. Uh, so I am going to call forth the spirit pack and <gasps> send spectral wolves. Ooh, puppies. Yeah, <laughs> they're not very nice to ghouls though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's going to target um. Is the <laughs> is a menacing dog, dude? Is this guy marked <laughs> or is this guy marked? He is one of them. Is uh is marked, but uh, not marked, but he is designated as Quarry. Peter, did you mark anybody? I did not. So I don't think anyone is marked. Okay. Um, very. It's very sad to me that designated as Quarry doesn't mean marked. Okay, so I am going to roll against uh. This Which guy. two are you targeting? Um, skull guy, and then okay, and then the one directly in front of Peter. Mm-hmm. So, Spirit oh, pack. critical fail! A critical fail. No, probably won't. That makes me very sad. Okay, that spirit pack it just picked up a bone from a <laughs> yeah. from one of the corpses and is taking it off into the corner to he bite on it. Very through. distracting. All right, well, uh, I'm going to drop a, another close burst five with a minor action called knack for success um, to Peter. And hey, Peter, you can shift up to two squares as a free. Well, as a, if she, yeah, shift because that that won't. That won't pro- uh, provoke an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you can shift up to two squares as a free action to get out of there yeah, yeah, if you want. Or you can on get... On my turn? No, right anytime. Now. Anytime. Or oh. you can get a plus two bonus to your attack roll on your next turn. I'd you recommend also, getting out of the way of the thing I'm about to do. You could okay. also grant him a saving throw against the ongoing damage, but getting oh, out of the true. way might be... Also, Ren, you actually you get to roll a, a second time for the uh, the one, the ghoul below Peter. Oh, that's right. Hi. You just missed the first one, so you might still hit the second one. All right. I'm going to try that one. Another critical fail. That is extremely mathematically oh unlikely. Yeah. So, I like I, I like how you guys got all your good rolls out of the way, out of the, out of wow. way in that first fight, so that was really helpful for me. All right. Well, I'm still going to cast an act for success, and Peter yep. moves, and then I'm going to use my action point, because... That's ironic, isn't it? Yep. Uh, 
I'm going to use my action point and let's see. I'm going to grasping tide all three of those creatures because now Peter is no longer in the burst. Um, it is a burst one within 10. And I just drop a vortex of water, drawing them into the grasp. So I'm going to roll d20. Let's, eight, uh, let's go right to left. You got it. That's a 25. That's a lot better. That'll that is hit. not a critical fail. A 22 and a 14. Uh, what is the 14 versus? Uh, versus fortitude. Uh, okay, the 14 won't hit the the uh, the 20s do. So the uh, the one the farthest one to the left. Lovely goes uh, unscathed. But tell me about damage for the other two. Absolutely. Okay, so it's not a ton of damage. Well, it hits uh, three guys. Yeah. Well, two. Um, well, two, two, two. <laughs> the advertisement claims three. So. <laughs> Up okay. to three. Uh, so it's going to do eight damage to both of them. Okay. Uh, mm. In addition, uh, if they leave this lovely little zone that I've set up, uh, they get knocked prone. Mm. Well, that's good. It might keep them from running back to that sigil. Does that include the one you didn't technically hit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Anything else, Kay? That was a good big turn. Yeah. Uh, no, that is that is me. All right. Melek, I think you're up next. Flessa, you're get ready. Well, that okay. looks pretty cool, but water swirling right there. I think it should be combined with grasping shadows. <laughs> All the grasping mm. right there. There's a lot of grasping going on, man. I like to imagine that between adventures, this is how you guys do laundry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and this is also a burst one with ten, within uh-huh. ten squares. I will... Center it in the same spot. That's very, very efficient. Strangely also- enough, nothing gets your whites whiter than the power of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one can see if your clothes are clean if you're standing in the shadows. Um, I will also go right to left. This first one, I have an additional plus one to attack rolls against bloodied foes on account of I'm a tiefling. So uh, None the- of them are bloodied, however. Okay, well, fine. Sorry. First guy gets a 13 versus will. That will not hit. Sorry. The ghouls are a little more willful than zombies. Mm-hmm. This mm. next guy gets a 15. His will is 15. That's how willful they are. And the far left guy gets a 19. <laughs> okay. Tell me about damage. It's a D8 plus 5, which in this case is 9 points. Psychic damage. And he is slowed until the end of my next turn. Also, anyone that enters this area will... uh get some stuff. I recommend just not entering it. You get psychic damage 5 and you're slowed. All right, you bloodied one of them. So anyone that enters or leaves that area is in trouble. <laughs> that's that's not good for them. <laughs> I would also like to spend an action point. Woo! Do it. And lock eyes with this bottom one here. Okay. All right. And raising my orb aloft. Whisper words of hypnotism. Oh no. Hit that guy. He slept with your mother. <laughs> the ghoul makes oh. some wh- horrifying sounds. So you're asking that, that, ghoul, that ghoul to hit the uh, the bloodied one? I'm, ask- I'm asking the bottom guy. Oh, is this guy bloodied up here now? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, actually, I was going to have him hit th- uh, the guy closer to Peter. Okay. And that's uh, D8 or plus 8 versus Will. 15 versus Will. Yeah, that's that? their Will. Huh? Yep, you hit. Oh, cool. So I'm rolling an attack for him? Yes. 
Uh, with a plus four power bonus to the attack roll. Uh, this is not good for them. So I rolled like an 18, <laughs> and then you say it was plus four, so that's 22 versus AC? Yes. I, all nice. right, so th- that guy does... Thank- Technically, uh, he's also flanking him because he's on Peter's side right now. Uh, <laughs> so he really hits him. Uh, so that guy, wow, and oh. he rolled crazy damage. Uh, nice! That guy just clawed 28 damage out of his friend. Uh, this that is guy's awesome. bloodied now. Sweet, he's back to bloodied. So basically, you, Peter ran into the room, a bunch of ghouls circled him, and then Kay... Uh, helped Peter run away from the circle of ghouls and then dumped a ton of water on them and then Melek ran in and dumped shadows on them and then had them punch each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how we roll here at Dragon Forge and Associates. Uh, we did well. <laughs> yeah. It's the circle of ghouls. <laughs> Melek, would you like to do anything else? I think you might still have a move and some minor a minor action. If um, I would like to move. I would probably like to move to there. And okay. that is done. All right. Flessa. Whew. Thanks for softening them up for me, boss. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four. I'm going to go to here. Bloop. Yep. And I am going to do a low slash at the guy who is now right in front of me, uh-huh. who is bloodied. All right. So that is 26 to hit. That, that hits a ghoul. All right. So that does uh, 10 points of damage. And if he is still alive... I would like to slide him one square to the north, which will put him out of the reach of the grasping tide. Oh, and knock him prone. Yep. <laughs> he, so he, he is knocked there? So he's all prone and also slowed until the end of my next turn. And what happens to him when he leaves that zone? That's the being uh, knocked prone. Is there something uh, else? Oh, Ren? okay. Ren, no, is that? Prone is on my side. I don't know if there's anything else that's going on there. My thing only happens if somebody enters the zone. Somebody push him back in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's slowed until the end of my next turn. Now he is prone on the ground. I am still adjacent to him, so that was only a minor action. He's granting you combat advantage now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. Um, So I'm going to do an acrobatic strike. Okay. So that is 20 to hit and 22 damage. Jeez. Nice. And I get to shift. So the uh, the ghoul shift into the square. Yeah. The ghoul, uh, you low slash and knock him off his feet. Uh, and then while he's lying on the ground, kind of gurgling, you just stab him in the face over and over again, and he's uh-huh. dead. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he's dead. Yay! One um, less ghoul. And since that went so well, um, I think I will drop the mic. I have an action point. I might as well use it. You guys are burning them like crazy. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, I've got two, and I think we get another one after this encounter, so I, f- I might as well. So I'm just going to you do a ranged attack at the other guy who is bloodied with a sly flourish. Just over there. That is a 26 to hit, and a meager nine points of damage. Okay. Let me get that damage recorded. And I'm marking off my extra action point okay anything else uh flessa a lot of damage pumped out that turn yeah i, I feel like that was enough for now i'll save okay. i'll save the rest for next time all right alester i believe you are next followed by peter yeah yeah followed by ghouls go team ghoul can i see this guy around the corner here uh yeah let's say i'm uh i don't know let's say yes i'm not super worried 
Okay. He's, he's not the closest though, so you can't mark him as your Corey. There's a much closer guy. Oh, sorry. Which one did you mean? That's that's the guy I'm talking about. The guy that's right around the corner. Um, you know what? I think he would probably have cover, but you mm. could see him if you moved. If you moved up, you could like if you went there, you could totally see him. Can I step like back one square behind Melek and see him better? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> let's let's spend all our time arguing about where we're standing in the doorway. It's um, just a question, man. It's just a yeah, question. It's it's all good. I'm just a guy asking questions. All right. Um. So I'm going to make him my quarry, Spadoop, and uh, I'm going to fire off two quick arrows at him. Spring, spring! And we'll see what that does. Is that the sound that arrows make? Some Mine arrows. do. I have springy arrows. It's actually it's the bow elven. that makes the spring sound. It's an but... elven specialty. Well, that's a critical fail. The ghoul growls back at you. So I will take my second shot. Don't throw away your shot. And that's a two. One better than the last one. So You threw away your shot. Hell of a turn, me. Since we're getting another action point, I'm going to go ahead and take one. So two more arrows at that guy. Surely one of these will hit him. Yeah, I mean, just keep firing arrows. Law of averages, man. It's not like you pay for them. This is a three. We're working our way up. (laughs) Yay. This segment was specifically requested for listeners who were concerned that Steve might be cheating about his dice rolls doing them on the table. (laughs) That is a 20. Okay. That's better. So you do max damage, right? No, no, no. It's a 20 after the modifier. Oh, okay. So you hit him. Good. And you want to tell me about damage? I would love to tell you about damage. Keep in mind, he's your quarry. It's a uh, five damage plus one or six. Okay. Boy, what a turn. What a turn. So you clip him with an arrow. Uh, that ghoul is now bloodied. There's a small pile of arrows at his feet. There are a lot did of did not arrows. hit him. <laughs> that are not that are not inside that ghoul. All right. Anything else? Hmm. No, I think I'm good. All right, Peter. You used to be surrounded by ghouls. Now you're not. Things are looking up. Uh. So do I have? Uh. Am I taking ongoing damage now? You are. You're taking five damage. The wound in your back hurts. So take five damage. Okay. Can I do something to stop that from happening? At the end of your turn, you can save. All right. Um. Or you can attempt to save. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying <laughs> that. That's very nice. Um, uh, let's see. I am going to attack. Um, I think I'm going to move here and attack that guy in the corner. Do it. And yeah. 22 versus AC. He gurgles at you. <laughs> As you wallop him with your, your sword. And that's 13 radiant damage plus five, I guess. Yep. So he will take uh, 18 damage. He does not look great. That's, I mean, he didn't start great, but now he, he doesn't even look great by ghoul standards. Anything else, Peter? Um, I, let's see. Um, let's see. Um, I see you get a nice uh, bonus to saving throws until your next turn. Is that true? So what the screen's telling me. Oh, it's true. I got a hit, so I get a plus two on my on my saving throw. That's true. Okay. I'm just looking to see if I want to do a minor action here, and I'm not going to, so I think I'm done with my turn. You should make a saving throw. Just a d20 plus my modifier there? Yep. Plus so, two. Plus two. Right. Roll I don't high. have any other, nope. other modifiers. It would, to be, it would be unusual to have other modifiers. Mm. Well, I didn't roll high. <laughs> <laughs> Peter rolled a six. That's not good enough. So, Peter, you're still taking some ghoul, ongoing ghoul damage. 
All right. All right. Well, it's Team Ghoul. Ghoul's Night. Uh, Ghoul's, Ghoul's Night! night! Uh, so these ghouls start their turn in this horrible zone of like like a layer cake of evil magic. Um, mm, good magic. It, sorry, good evil magic. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, so they, I guess they're going to stay in the zone because uh, there's not a lot of space to go, but they scamper across it slowly. Uh, and they're both <laughs> going to try and uh, take a bite out of Peter. Uh, everybody uh, who gets attacked this turn should remember that Rizwin gave you a bonus to your AC. I should I should have shifted back, shouldn't I have at mm. the end there? It would have been a different approach. Yeah. Um, Although so. you didn't, you had already moved to get where you were. That's so. true. Can I see either of those guys that are attacking him? I don't. It doesn't look like I can. I don't think you can. No. Shoot. Uh, Peter, uh, thirteen versus AC doesn't sound very threatening. No. And eleven versus AC sounds <laughs> less threatening. Uh, also, good. no. Oh, that was critical fail. Does he somewhere. accidentally hit himself in the face? Um, he he looks embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for a ghoul. Yeah, his friend glares oh. at him and makes and makes this noise. <laughs> I yell out from the hallway. I feel you, man. I know what that's like. No fraternization. All right. Uh, the other ghoul is over next to Rizwin. Now that ghoul has been. Uh, you did something not good to him. Um, Gets a minus two to his attack rolls. All right. Well, he is going to try. I'm and... going to disrupt his strike as well. Okay. So, so you get to shoot at him, but he's still going to get to. So eat. I get to take a shot at him. He's still going to try and eat uh, Rizwin. That's fine. But if I hit him, he gets a penalty to that attack. You jerk. Uh, well, go and take that. But I don't think he's going to hit no matter what. <laughs> so, oh, so well, shoot him. I'll take it you... anyway. Yeah. Oh my god! It's a five. <laughs> You're still. That's a fourteen. <laughs> It's a 14 with the modifier, so... So you need to take as many attacks in between now and you're the start <laughs> yeah, of your I'm turn. I'm just going to start rolling. All right, so that did squat, basically. Unless a 14 hits, suddenly. It does not. So Alestrian t- fires a disrupting shot. It does not hit the ghoul, but maybe it startles the ghoul, because uh, the ghoul only rolls a 16 versus AC on Rizwin. I don't... Th- Rizwin has that do versus your AC. I did that. It does not hit me. Okay. So... Because I have an AC of There's essentially an 20 right now. All right. Team Ghoul. 11. We're working our way up. Team Ghoul is done. Uh, Rizwin, it's your turn next. You are face-to-face with a, a jerky ghoul. All right. I'm going to Slynnor Hammers this guy straight in the face again. Uh, let's see. Uh, I really need to set the macros. Roll those dice. Uh, 25 versus AC. Okay, you wallop him across his jaw that's filled with, you know, all kinds of guts and gore that he was eating. It was just a spray of, you know, ghoul and stuff the ghoul was eating across the walls. <laughs> Tell me about damage. Let's see. Uh, 22. Ooh, wow. That's a lot of damage for somebody whose job is to take damage. Because that was... <laughs> that's right. She can she can um, take it and she can dish it out. Apparently. That's right. Oh, wait, no. Hold on a sec. That extra 1d6 is only on criticals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Then so take out one of those fives. That's still a lot. Okay, so he gets five back. 17. Okay. All right. Anything else? Um, Is, Peter, how are you doing on uh, health? Uh, I am almost bloodied, but not quite. Uh, which means I've got I've got 21 hit points, so I've got more room to fall. And actually, I start to do more damage with my uh, battle craze longsword when I'm bloodied. So I'm kind of waiting for my next turn because then I get an extra d6 damage. And I'm I'm. It depends on how many times they hit me. I mean, at some point here, 
I'm going to need healing, but I'm not sure I need it yet. Yeah, but for now, keep your heal- filthy healing off me. So what you're saying is... Maybe one more turn? What he's saying is you should swing okay. your hammer at him. <laughs> no, oh, I actually have right. a power that um, I can knock a hit point off in order to bloody myself. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I actually could do that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, who? If I move away from the square I'm currently standing in, does this guy right here get to attack me because he does. of opportunity effects? He does, unless Not you, if you shift. shift. It, sure. If you shift, you can go. But if you want to move further than one square, yeah, he's going to swing at you. Yeah, I want to shift like two squares. That's insufficient. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Because I wanted to see if I could turn these. Guys. Or you could stay there and leave that nice flanking position open for Flessa. Yeah, I maybe I'll just do that then. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I think I'm done. Okay, you hold your ground. Uh, I can't Kate, flank you're... those other guys because they're in, you know, I'd have to enter the Grasping Shadows box, and I, I know better than to do that. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know about Grasping Shadows. Grasping Tide doesn't hurt you. No, whenever you leave or or enter that zone, something happens, and it's yeah. not good. It's not There's good a lot of grasping you. going on over there. Well, good, yeah. So Grasping Tide's going to kill, going to end after this turn. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to do it again. So I'm going to attack those two ghouls. Basically, I just want to keep them where they are. Um, keep them so, away from that sigil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Smart. Do All these right. coffins look movable, Tony? These ones look a lot more movable than the sarcophagi. They, they don't, these are, these are discount coffins. They look like they're just particle board. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, these are Ikea coffins. That's right. Okay. So... That one was terrible. And that one was slightly less terrible. Which was, one was slightly less terrible? Uh, Which one did you try? The to? right one first got a 12, and then the second one was a 19 against Fortitude. Okay, well, the second one got hit. Hooray! All right, so he's going to d6 plus 6. He's going to take 8 more damage, Um, and that zone is now persistent again through the end of my next turn. Cool. <laughs> do you want to move, or are you happy hanging out in the doorway? Uh, I'm kind of happy where actually you know i'm gonna step back one <laughs> <laughs> step further back into this is yeah. thanks everybody. Everybody. It's our party. thanks everybody we love doorways it's my party i can hide if i want to i build entire rooms and no one ever uses them um, hey i am out in the room yeah I'm dancing uh, around. two of us are yeah. here it's like you guys are like two squares into the room um, <laughs> you i'm making efficient use of this doorway it's true using all parts of the doorway all right melek well I think it's time for some more hypnotism. So I will lock eyes with uh, this guy here, who did my bidding so well last time, and slowly walk him through an induction. Uh, I believe it takes 30 or 35 minutes to really lock into that trance state. Mm -hmm. And then once he seems to be in a trance, which is hard to tell with ghouls because they always kind of have that glossy-eyed look. I will give him 16 versus will to do my bidding. His will is 15. So does he... uh, Please attack your pal over there. You have a plus four power bonus to your attack roll. Uh, 15 plus four is 19. That'll hit. Um, Good man. (laughs) Hey, guys, I like this ghoul. We should leave him alive. (laughs) I would would not. Can we make him our torchbearer? (laughs) Just send him into the room. Um, We can do that whether he's dead or alive, to be honest. He slays his friend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that that ghoul just like he he looks really convinced by Melek, and he just chows down on the other ghoul's neck. Um, and there's just ghoul everywhere. <laughs> All right. 
It's uh, nice that you've taken one less ghoul off the map, but it is horrifying. And Peter, your shirt is stained. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, that seems like enough for me. Yeah. You Bless- will awaken at the count of five. <laughs> Blessa, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Well, since uh, Rizwin kindly did not move, there's a nice flanking spot open, one, two, which I can easily get to without being in his attack range. I can go over there. And from right behind him, I will... I'm going to acrobatic strike again. That is a 23 to hit. <laughs> I hope you, that's the sound of him crying in pain. He cries in pain as you plunge a dagger right between his shoulder blades. Or what's left of his... For 23 sh- damage. And he collapses to the ground yeah. as you kill him. That's nice. Well, then I'm just going to shift into the square where he was. That seems unnecessary. (laughs) I want to be closer to the wall. Your your fancy boots are covered in ghoul. My acrobatic boots are so dirty right now. Yeah. They still work. That is the third ghoul to fall. There's one remaining ghoul, though that ghoul does look, you know, kind of hale and hearty, or at least pale and hearty. Yeah, but Um, he's he's the one that's beaten up his friend, so I like that. He's tortured by guilt by this point. We should be able to use that against him. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that ghouls tortured by guilt is a big part of, you know, the ghoul culture. Um, so. <laughs> um, all right, Olestrin, you are next, followed by Peter. I don't think you can kill that ghoul before he gets a turn, but prove me wrong. All right, I'm going to run into the room shouting, ha ha! It's <laughs> safe now! It's, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Literally Nearly 70, everyone is dead, right? 75% of the enemies are dead. Now people can walk into the room. Actually, I'm going to run over to here where I might be able to potentially intercept him on his way to the sigil if he thinks about doing that that's un- unusually brave for you <laughs> what there's there's well, nothing unbrave about standing in the hallway when you're... well he'll also fall down the moment he gets outside that that square so yeah and then i will shoot an so, arrow into yeah, his head so he'll be prone and, and he's... <laughs> oh oh wait maybe no so i'm going to make, make this uh, last remaining ghoul my quarry Woohoo! i'm on a roll here guys and I'm uh, going to send two arrows his way. Mm-hmm. The first one is a natural 20. That's the way to do Whoa. it. Whoa. Nice. And that will do, uh, bloop, bloop, bloop. oh, it's max damage, right? So mm-hmm. 13. Do you have a magic weapon that also does an extra d6 on a crit? I do. It's 13 plus 1d6, which is a total of 16 damage for that arrow. You bloody the, you bloody the ghoul. Yes. Nice. And here comes the second, Oop, which rolled off the table. I, I'm going to wrap around to one here, so don't expect much. <laughs> that is a 20 versus AC. You hit him again. Nice. Alestrian so just peppers the ghoul with arrows. Mm, pepper. This one is... Spicy. And start sneezing. Uh, eight damage. Okay. So no, I could not kill him in one turn, but I gave it my best. Peter, can you kill this ghoul before he gets uh, to swipe at you? Well, I also, you uh, take you take five. I damage take five damage. <laughs> I'm now bloodied. Now he's mad. I'm now going to attack the guy. Uh, so twenty four versus AC. Uh, that'll hit. And because I'm bloodied, I do sixteen radiant damage plus the five bonus for radiant damage. So you do twenty one damage to him. Yep. The ghoul is just barely hanging on, and uh. I shift backward uh and i use my divine challenge minor action to mark him uh so that if he attacks anyone but me he mm-hmm. will take a horrible radiant damage penalty okay 
And if he tries to attack you, he's going to fall prone. Indeed. <laughs> uh, actually, Monty, is the uh, is the Grasping Shadows uh, zone still in effect? Uh, the Grasping Shadows is no longer in effect, but that that only had an effect if people entered the room, oh, entered okay. the zone. And the yeah. Rising Tide, or uh, whatever. Grasping uh, Tide exits. Grasping yep. Tide, tide. Was, re, was replayed. So Roll Tide, <laughs> indeed. Roll Tide. Um, all right. That's well, a football reference there. Uh, Tony, I think Tony sorry. knew that one, too. I'm impressed. That's I'm, two in one I'm familiar with college sports because yeah. it's killing higher education. Um, so. Thank you. A good Tony Sindelar uh, kind of perspective on that one. Thank yeah. you. All right. Uh, um, you know what's bankrupt? No. Um, so, well, ghoul's, ghoul's going to ghoul. Um, <laughs> plop. <laughs> the ghoul staggers out of the zone. Ghoul fall down. And face plants in front of... Uh, in front of uh of peter dragonforce uh, do i get do i get a uh opportunity attack or something or? i don't think you do um but i think i think he is still going to try and bite at you but from the ground with a penalty okay <laughs> oh do i need to i need to save too don't oh, i oh yeah do that i don't get a, a bonus this time either do i yeah you do it says right there on the screen on oh yeah because i hit him yeah that's right <laughs> Ooh. 18 all right. Well, you're no longer taking uh, ongoing damage, so that's good. Uh, the, the ghoul uh, does. He he rolls a 27 minus two for being on the ground, so 25 versus AC. And unfortunately, 24 is my AC. So yes. All right. So he's just gonna he's gonna swipe at your ankles, and he's gonna do 19 damage. As you just did, you get the plus two. Ooh, actually, yeah, I did. Peter, well, did you so get the I'm, plus two? Yeah, I did, but that wasn't that wasn't. Uh, it was still <sighs> not enough. And he he just no- he knocked me out from my ankles. I'm out. Wow. So he just tears a good chunk of, uh, of Peter's calf and starts eating. What is your AC, Peter? It's 22 plus the, the two oh, modifier that man. I had there. All right. So, uh, Rizwin, there's one final ghoul. There is your friend who is He's got like six icons on him. It's the final ghoul. So I don't know if you want to try and kill the ghoul or help your friend. Um. Well, I imagine I... Uh, hmm. That's a, a moral quandary. Well, I can help my friend if I kill the ghoul, right? <laughs> Technically, is he going to is 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 he going to lose uh, hit points if I? The ghoul might try to eat him. Okay, <laughs> it's next. Turn. Uh, then maybe what I should do? Let's see. Oh, healing word is a. Yeah, maybe you can do both. Healing word is a minor action, so I can just sure. still use my my sacred flame. It's true. I can do both. Uh, I'm gonna sacred flame him from across the room, which is radiant damage. Oh, probably uh, kill him see. if you hit. One d twenty plus six. Rolling the dice is so slow. Twenty two versus reflex. So, Rizwin gives uh, that the one remaining ghoul a very stern, righteous look, and his head just ignites, <laughs> <laughs> and he hits the ground. Uh, and now you can save and, uh, Dragonforge. <laughs> Ten radiant damage plus... Yeah. yeah, he's gone. Sweet. I will save Peter Dragonforge. <laughs> so what do I do now? I get Let's I get uh, to take um, some healing surges with uh, bonuses. Is that right? You get a healing, healing surge plus... Yes, your bonus is plus four. There's a chance that we can drag him onto this sigil and he'll magically heal. And I believe I need to do it per healing surge, so... Okay. That's, Does that cost you to uh, offer... To- but will he heal only if he's undead? I don't know. So you want to do a quick Arcana check down there, Malik, and see if you I can do. figure anything so, out? So, Peter. No, I want to do an Arcana check on the sigil to see if it heals everybody but just ghoul jerks. Okay. 
see if it works on human jerks, and then uh, if it does, we can throw Malik onto it. But you're Malik. I'm confused. Sorry. What if you <laughs> eviscerate a ghoul and then wear it? <laughs> Fool the sigil into thinking that you are a ghoul. I rolled a 26 I, I, on my arcana check. What's the deal I'm with this thing I'm not comfortable on, on black magic uh, stuff being used on me, actually. So, Melek, uh, you study the sigil in the middle of the floor. Uh, there's a rather similar... Uh, do you see the uh, skull with dagger through it um, in the oh, middle yeah. of a circle of ruins? Ooh. And you study it and you believe that uh, this is probably more uh, more work done by your favorite vampire lord, Dayan. Um, and that specifically, this seems to be some kind of thing set up to heal the undead. Uh, so right. in order, you'd have to be undead to benefit from its healing. Mm, All, right. All right. We're going to have to turn Peter undead and then we... <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Well, Rizwin can turn undead. Okay, so what can I do? What can I, um, what's my healing now? So Rizwin, do you want to give, uh, give out healing words as needed to get, get people back uh, up on their Peter. feet? Peter. She did already roll for Peter. All right. So, yes, Peter, you get a uh, plus four. Yeah. All right. Plus four for your first one, plus six for your second one. Do you need a third one? Uh, 14. As she's doing this, I assume we're getting short rests. I I will uh, I will just take a third one uh, of my own volition because that's all I need to go to max. Okay. I don't need your third okay. healing word. Sounds good. I'm fine. We have at okay. this point rested. I take it. Lost clothes. Yeah. So yeah, you take you take a couple minutes to uh to gather your breath, uh, recharge. Um, yeah. And survey the connection room. point, right? Yep, uh, I believe. I, I surprisingly did not take any damage this round. I think Peter managed to soak almost all the damage. So I did. This is great. He nice did. Job. Thanks, Peter. Attention Total Party Kill listeners, we've started a membership plan for all of the Incomparable podcasts, including Total Party Kill. Go to theincomparable.com slash members to learn more. If you donate to us for $5, 10 or $20 monthly, you'll receive a bunch of perks, including some that are Total Party Kill related. You can also support not just this podcast, but any other podcast you listen to on the Incomparable Network, all for the one fee, and we split up the money between the different podcasts that you choose so that's the incomparable.com slash members check it out and thanks for listening